In today's show, we're recapping Tuesday's action, looking at trades, looking at what foes, all that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's has been serving the community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to just get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you also to you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So let's get into it. We've got stuff to talk about. We've got news to talk about. Let's get and talk about the beginning of the news segment. Yeah, that was a smooth transition, wasn't it? All right. D'Angelo Russell hurt his ankle yesterday. He won't play on Wednesday. I'm still holding on to D'Angelo Russell. I'd like to, you know, him and his knee injuries and his injuries in general. There's always been horrendously cloudy timetables associated with him. This doesn't appear to be serious, but holy shit, like maybe, maybe it is. Like that's always the worry with him. I'm still holding. Patrick Beverly, if he plays, he'll be an interesting stream. Good news for Pascal Siakam. He should be back within two weeks. That's about the time frame we expected, middle to end of November. So he should be back more close to the middle of November. Make sure for some reason he's not on your waiver wire. You add him. It is going to have an impact on guys like Precious Achua, Ken Birch, a little bit for Barnes, a little bit for Ananobi, a little bit for Trent, a little bit for Van Vliet. All those guys are going to lose some shots when Pascal comes back. Maxi Kleber has an abdominal or an oblique strain, sorry. He's out for seven to 10 days. So that opens up um, a bit more value for, sorry, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Reggie Bullock, but nothing that gets us too excited. While Chris Middleton, after Mike Budenholzer said he was out with a non-COVID illness, in fact, has a very much a COVID illness. In fact, the illness is COVID. So he's going to be out. We don't know exactly how long, but assuming he is vaccinated, which we assume, he will be out shorter than anybody who is not vaccinated. He's just got to wait to start um, delivering uh, negative tests, which again, we don't know when that's going to be. But obviously that helps the value of Grayson Allen. Um, it helps the value of Pat Connaughton in the short term as well. So they can be at least more streaming options, uh, more streaming options at this point. All right, let's look at Trade Central now. The most traded player over the last 24 hours is Damian Lillard. Now, we've spoken at length on this show. People people love it when you say something. They love having a crack at you. What would what was some dickhead fantasy guy from Australia? How would he possibly have sources? Yeah, I just made it up. I don't know whether Lillard is going to get surgery. I don't even know for sure that he considered or surgery was mentioned to him in the preseason. Uh, yeah, in the preseason. This is what I was told. And this is what I was, well, what I was telling you that I was told. And the shot is not there. And I got, I bloody hope it's not true. I don't want to lose Damien Lillard for the season. I want the shots to start to go in. Right? Um, I, I, just, I, I want it to happen. But there's obviously worry where, you know, we had what, one good quarter really of shooting this season. It hasn't been a great start. So people are moving on from him a lot. And look at these trades here. Right? These are a lot of these guys 
are second round players. Anthony Davis is probably a fringe first round guy in draft season, but these are all second round guys. So the price, I guess, to acquire Damian Lillard is you know, a second round player. When if Lillard's fit and firing, he's a top 10 guy. So traded for Zach Levine, traded for Anthony Davis, straight up for Bam Adebayo, straight up for Trey Young, straight up for Fred Van Vliet. It's interesting to see that's where his value is currently sort of sitting around that um, around that 12, well, so in, yeah, in that say 13 to 25 type of range of player, maybe up to 30. So if you do want to acquire him, you have to give up that sort of a guy, that a second roundy, maybe third round sort of player. That's where his value has dropped down to at this point. So that is um, that is worth noting. That is worth uh, paying attention to just to see where that value currently, where the current value for Damian Lillard lies if you do want to buy low. I'd be, I'd be hesitant to buy low. If it costs me Fred Van Vliet, it could be a, a move that does end up winning you the league. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it for Anthony Davis. I, I would consider it for Bam. But that's sort of where his value is lying. Let's look at Watfo now. What are the odds? And for tomorrow's Watfo, please in YouTube drop it in the comments. Just write Watfo and what your what your question is. What is the what are the odds that Demontis Sabonis is a top five player in points leagues? One percent. He's the thirteenth ranked player in points leagues at the moment. I don't think he'll be better than that. I think he'll be worse than that. I think there is. I do want to put zero, but I could have. I don't think there's any chance that DeMontis Sabonis is top five in points leagues. Now, maybe the person who asked this question has some funky scoring and it only you get bonus 3,000 points if you're a big man on the paces. I don't know. But when you're going to put the question out there, points leagues, I'm going to take it as default points leagues. And you've got a 1% chance of DeMontis Sabonis finishing on a per-game basis as a top five player in standard points leagues. 1%. What do you think? Do you, does anyone disagree with that number? Would you go lower? Would you go to zero? How, how much higher would you go? Drop that in the comments as well as your Watfo for tomorrow. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is proudly brought to you by McDonald's, who have been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place that's a part of our community. We all, we all know where our local McDonald's is. We all have memories of going there after sport, after school using their Wi-Fi, studying, whatever it is, on a road trip. How good's Macca's on a road trip? You drive past, you go, geez, I could really smash a six-pack of nugs right now. And you drive past, you pull pull through, grab them, and then you're satisfied, fueled up for the rest of the drive. McDonald's has always been a part of that community. So why don't you head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. All right, let's see what we're loving now as we move through to look at the top ads over the last 24 hours at number one, it is Josh the Hitman Hart up almost 30%. With Ingram out, Zion out, short volume day today, it's a great ad. I don't think he's going to last as a 12-team league guy long-term, but it's a great ad. Dwight Powell up almost 16%. Again, with Cleaver and Porzingis out, a great option. Luke Kennard up 14%. I like what Kennard's doing at the moment. Really good source of points and threes. I'm not sure he's going to maintain 12-team league value. But good nonetheless. Eric Gordon's up 13%. A lot of that's for streaming today. But he's been scoring at a really high level for Houston. Bobby Portis, I think he's worth a 12-team grab. He's up 11%. Royce O'Neal up 11 Surely that's just for the streaming today. Anthony Simons up 9 He's providing 12-team value. So if you're looking for some points off the wire, he can help you. While Dorian Finney-Smith, again, the streaming value up 8.6%. Um, does work out. Not too bad to add him there. And if we look 
at the top drops. Derek Rose down 10%. Absolutely can get behind him being a drop. Jaden McDaniels down almost 10%. Yes, he's a 12-team drop. The big sneeze, Precious Achua down 85 And then Lonnie Walker down 85 as well. Hello. Um, I think they're both absolute 12-team drops. Patrick Mills down 8%. No need to roster him. In fact, he should have been dropped about two weeks ago. Eric Bledsoe down 7.5%. I think that's a really solid move to drop him. Muxy Kleber with the injury. Yep, you've got to drop him. And then Lou Dort down 5%. People, I guess, worried about that one game that he missed with his uh, shoulder injury. But again, I, he's not a player that I thought should have been a 12-team must-roster guy anyway to begin with. So that's all of that stuff out of the way. Let's look at the first game of the day. It is, and it was, the Milwaukee Bucks just demolishing absolutely demolishing the Detroit Pistons, 117-89. The Pistons are horrendous. Their offense is disgusting. Yet this is a Bucks team without Middleton, Holiday, and Lopez. That's really bad. Now, the big fella, Yanni. Giannis oh, and Only 27 minutes. We had 28, 8, and 9. Four blocks and 7 of 7 from the line. That's great for my Giannis free throw Watfo. Really good stuff. Paddy Connaughton, good stream option. 16 points with four threes. He is up and down, but while everyone's out, there's short-term value. Well, it was also a good game from Jordan Wara. 16 and five in 24 minutes. He hasn't been great. He has occasional good games. He's more of like a deeper league guy. While Thanasis had nine and eight and two steals, and George Hill added seven assists and a steal. Now, Hill is producing short-term 12-team league value with Drew out, but it is very short-term. Bobby Portis had 12 and eight on poor efficiency, while Grayson Allen had eight points in 21 minutes. They are... Fringy guys, they're fine to have while the Bucks are banged up. We'll see where it goes from there, but they're fine at this point. But there was that much extended garbage time here that Georgios Kalitzakis played eight minutes. He blocked a shot, but man, why is he in the NBA? I, I don't get it. Anyway, on to the Pistons. Um, Jeremy Grant played 24 minutes. He was good. 21 points on 62%. One assist, one steal, one block, four threes. He was good, but the rest of this team was atrocious. They hit eight threes for the game. Eight out of 47. Huh? That equates to, where's my three-point percentage? 17%. You can't, and I know how bad a coach Dwayne Casey is, but he is not coaching them to miss. You cannot win a game shooting 17% from three. So I give him a little bit of slack. Not much, but a little bit. The reason I don't give him a lot of slack is he's just not putting the ball in the hands of the guys that need the ball. Killian Hayes did play 26 minutes. He had eight points, four assists, two threes, and a steal. He's not good, but he's looking better. And he's not a 12 or a 14 team league guy, but he is looking a little bit better. Well, Olenek had five and four in 16 minutes. I still think he's a hold in 12-team leagues. Um, I know the question, you've you got two questions about this Pistons team, and one of them is about this guy. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Um, look, he's just not very good at this point. And you, I, I went through my thoughts on him a couple of days ago. I talked about how I didn't like him as a draft pick. He surprised me last year. And he's been bad again this year. This Isaiah Stewart is the guy that I said, why are they picking him in the first round? There's no point to it. He had five and eight with two blocks on 33% shooting. But these minutes should push up. Now, he got he didn't play much down the stretch with the game being out of hand. But I still like to see more than that. I am holding him. But I'm not feeling great about it. And the other one is Cade Cunningham. All right. The 392nd ranked player on a per game basis, Kate is. Let me tell you right now, it's gonna have, it's gonna improve. It doesn't take rocket science to tell you that. Six points on 14% shooting, no threes, two rebounds, and three assists. Please don't drop Cade. Please, please don't. 
No, he wasn't a bust as a number one pick. It is two games. He hadn't played for a month, and he's rusty, and he's acclimatizing on the fly here. No preseason, remember. It's been a rough start, as it is for a lot of rookies. It's just been bad. Just, But we need the ball in his hands more. He needs to run the offense. I need Corey Joseph running the offense. Corey, give the ball up and get out of the way. The depressed penis, he was shit as well. Four points on 15%. Seven boards is nice. The only time he hasn't gone over five and a half rebounds was the time that I put him in my best bets to go over five and a half rebounds. So that's cool. He didn't have any three steals or blocks. I think his upside is really limited, Sadiq Bay. That's why yeah, some people were going into the top 80 for him, top 90. And I was always like, get him in the 120s and that's about fine. And that's where he is. So he's sort of doing what I'd expect from him. I just don't think that there is gigantic upside in him. With Cunningham back... Diallo was out of the rotation until garbage time, and Josh Jackson had two points. Frank Jackson looks horrendous. Eight points on 29% shooting. And if he doesn't shoot, then he offers literally nothing. There's no value in him really in leagues at all. But don't drop Stewart. Don't drop Bay. Drop, don't drop Cunningham. Don't drop Olenek. It's just been... It's, it's shithouse. They are really, really bad. Like, disgustingly ugly bad. But it, I don't think it can remain this bad. As we move forward, maybe that's famous last words, but I don't think it can remain this this bad. Speaking of this bad, the old uh, Miami Heat on the road beat the Mavericks 125-110. The Mavericks were out uh, up early in this one, and then Miami just steamrolled them in the final quarter. Jimmy Butler continues to be amazing. The, the Heat, in general, look great. 50 fantasy points for Butler, 23-6-6 with three steals and a block on just 36% shooting, but he went... 15 of 17 from the line. That is a gigantic boost. While Kyle Lowry, people were going to drop this guy. He's the 55th ranked player. 22, 5, and 9 with 6 threes and 70%. Yeah, he's, he's fine. And then we've got Bam Adebayo. Bam, 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 bam. Now, I hope you kiss the assists goodbye because they're never coming back. But 22 and 13 with two blocks on his increased usage and efficiency, or not efficiency, increased usage is impressive. He's very aggressive offensively. The passes and assists just aren't coming back. He is now the 25th ranked player, which I think is about right for him around that area. Tyler Hero was red hot early on, cooled off a bit, but played 35 minutes for 25 points with three threes and four assists. Now, a lot of what he is doing is predicated on elite shooting and very high usage. And that's two areas that can drop. He is, of course, a must-roster player. He's the 44th ranked guy. And I think he can be a top 100 guy. I just don't think he can be a top 50 player. Um, Jack Armstrong said he's got something to say about Duncan Robinson. Out of here. Six points with two threes. There is no need to roster Duncan Robinson in a 12-team league. He is a points. He's a three-point specialist. He's a three-point streamer. And in points leagues, you have. There, if anyone watching this show, right, has Duncan Robinson rostered in a 12-team points league, please stop it. Please just let go of him. There is no need for it. And in a category league, I would. He's rostered in far too many leagues. There's absolutely no need for it. Caleb Martin took Max Struess's minutes coming off the bench. So that's important to note that. And then onto the Mavericks. They were without Porzingis and Kleber. And you'll be shocked to know that Trey Burke, who doesn't believe in vaccines, has now twice missed the COVID-19 testing protocol and had to miss games. I think maybe he's a dickhead. Don't know. Maybe he's a dickhead. Just get... Don't believe in the vaccine, whatever. That's stupid enough. But turn up for your tests, mate. Like, you just... Do you think the NBA's going to go, all right, you get to play? Like... He's not going to play anyway, but I don't know what he's doing. Luka Doncic, 33-3-5. Good to see him hitting free throws. That's awesome. 10 of 12. The 42% from the field and the zero steals and zero blocks is troubling. He's the 40th ranked player this year. I will tell you a million times 
and I, I couldn't have told you enough times, taking him in the top three or five of fantasy drafts made no sense. Now, the reason that if you're in a dynasty league, he goes top two is because he's 21 years of age. And if you get a top 10 player for 10 years, that's worth taking in the top two. But I'm not sure he can ever get to be a number one guy in one particular season because of the percentage issues and because of the lack of defensive stats. I worry about that. The burner, Jalen Brunson, he started 25-7-3. Woo! 77% shooting for Brunson. He's got some 12-team league value at the moment. Well, Hardaway had 17 with four threes. If you've got Duncan Robinson, like switch him for Tim Hardaway, if that's an option for you. Uh, Reggie Bullock had 10 points with three threes, and Powell had six and eight with a steal and a block. Not much exciting there. While Moses Brown playing garbage time minutes again, two points in two minutes, and Finney Smith had eight points with five rebounds in his 31 minutes. Um, yeah, look, he's again, he is just a streaming option, and really, that is it. Guys, Thanksgiving is coming. And we know that Thanksgiving is full of good food and good treats. You probably want a yummy dessert, but it's so full of calories and sugar. So it's the perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert, so you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and probably even more. Most Built Bars are 130 calories and just 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace your coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. Replace your raspberry pie with a raspberry Built Bar. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. It is a great option when you're hungry. So if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, just grab a couple of Built Bars and uh, tide yourself over. New surprises of flavors all month. So check Built.com regularly for all of those new flavors. Go to Built.com. Oh, actually, Built, Built Bar's got a Black Friday coming up as well, which I think will be on Black Friday. So it'll be a huge event with lots of surprises. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're three weeks into the NBA season, placing bets on the NBA or on football. You know the number one spot to go. That's Bet Online. So head to betonline.ag. Look at their new updated website, which got all the odds, props, and contests, and sign up today using the code LOCKEDON, and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, the World Series, if that's even still going, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fabulous offers that are available this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, so let's move on to the next game now, the Sacramento Kings and the Utah Jazz. The Jazz end up with the victory, 119-113. Bud Heald, he's really playing well at the moment. 19 points, 30 minutes, five threes. Really going well. It was also a good game from uh, Flaming Mo Harkless. Twelve points, two threes, one steal, two blocks. This is what he used to do back in his heyday, playing for the Blazers. Now, I'm not expecting this to be something that continues, but the 30 minutes is definitely something to watch. And he is a guy that's rostered basically nowhere. And 18-team, 20-team leagues, you want to watch that. Rashawn Holmes hurt his knee. We thought, oh, no. In fact, if I could find my oh, no. Now, my oh, no is not labeled probably. Let's try it. No, it's scary. It's the wrong one. Oh, no. That's the one. Um, I thought, oh, he's done. And then he comes back, plays 33 minutes, 10 and 10. He didn't look particularly good, and it wasn't his best night, but let's just watch that one. While it continues to be a massive struggle for De'Aaron Fox. Now, if you just block out certain parts of the box score, it's fine. Nine assists, check. Three steals, love it. One block, bloody ripper. 27% shooting, piss poor. 71 from the line on seven attempts, uh, it's gross. He is still a buy low player. He won't continue to be this bad with the shooting. And the other numbers are at least coming up. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes, 
Barnsey. We talked about him being a sell high. We're seeing it come back to earth. 23 points is still good. 50% shooting is still good, but only 40% from three, six rebounds, and then zero steals, zero blocks, zero assists. So he's the 24th ranked player now for the year. Torres Halliburton wasn't great. 14 points on 16 shots. Well, Davion Mitchell, like again, the start of the line looks good. 18 points. He was really aggressive early. Four rebounds, two assists, two of five from uh, two of four from the line is not particularly good, and he still remains outside the top 230. But there were some signs here from Mitchell, some really nice offensive aggression. Um, he was good defensively as well, but it just hasn't translated at all to fantasy. But the Jazz, Don Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. 36-8-6, fantastic. Probably his best game of the year. Five triples, 30 uh, shot attempts, 47% shooting, really good game. While Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Um, he's playing well as well. Another four blocks, 20 rebounds. People always panic about Gobert when the blocks aren't there, but they're obviously fine now. While Mike Conley is playing at a really high level, 30 points, six triples. He is going to sit out back-to-backs, it looks like, but really good numbers. While Whiteside, again, continues to be a really solid stream player. The world. 12 boards and a block, and he hasn't missed a free throw all season. Bogdanovich had 20 points with not much else, while um, Royce O'Neal did his best to do nothing. Two points, five rebounds, and um, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Two points on 8% shooting. 8%, yes, one of 13. He will be better with the shooting, but he is not a must-roster player. He just isn't. In points leagues, probably... In category leagues, no. No, he's like a guy that might be the 120th best player, best case scenario, and he can't get anything going at the moment. Let's go on to the next game. It is the New Orleans Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns. You want to talk about bad beats? I had the Pelicans in my Yahoo betting article at plus 11 and a half. They were 11 points up at halftime. They were 20 points up in the first half, and they lose by 12. Bastards. In fact, Logan. Oh, fuck off. Hey, fuck off. At least we had the Jonas Valanciunas points, rebounds, assists prop hit. He was fantastic. Big JV with the big numbers. Jonas Valanciunas. 23 and 14, three threes, a steal, two blocks. He's the 15th ranked player this year. I when I, Back when I started this podcast, I used to rail on, guess who? Dwayne Casey for not playing this bloke. It was annoying. He played him like 25 minutes. And it was so frustrating. I said, get this guy minutes and you'll be a top 30 player. We're finally seeing that. I don't know when the hell Zion's coming back. Maybe you sell JV high, but I don't think you're going to get enough value back. Josh the Hitman Hart, 16-9 with two threes. He's a good short-term ad. Or Devontae Graham, uh, bad shooting night, but added four steals and six assists. So overall, a pretty good line from him. While Alexander Walker continues to be atrocious with the shooting. 10 points with two triples for Nikhil. He did have two steals, but you knew drafting him, he was going to take a lot of shots and miss a lot of them. So I don't think you really can be complaining too much about that when you knew that was going to happen. Herb Jones uh, suffered a head injury on a screen. He wasn't able to return. Well, it was always great to see 23 minutes of 35-year-old Garrett Temple. He had four steals and two blocks, but yeah, he really should not be playing at all. Onto the Suns, Chris Paul was amazing. 14, 7, and 18, while Frank the Tank Kaminsky, wow. 17 points in 29 minutes with DeAndre Ayton out. Three assists, four steals, and a block. Now, Monty Williams loves him some Frank. Will this mean that Frank is back in the rotation? I don't know. JaVale McGee was pretty good as well, 18-5 and five in 9-10 minutes. Of course, this is because Aiton is out. But that line from Kaminsky is almost any, better than anything that Aiton's done all season, and that's obviously being harsh and hyperbolic, but he was really good. Devin Booker continues to struggle. 
18 points, 35%. He did hit two threes, amazingly. A steal and a block, eight rebounds. He just isn't there, is he? He's just nowhere near where he needs to be. Well, Jay Crowder had 13 and eight, five assists and two steals. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. This was a good Crowder game. He is a streamer, and that is it for 12-team leagues. Well, Cam Johnson is just not doing anything good, is he? Six points in 21 minutes on 25% shooting. I missed this the other day, but Jalen Smith, who the Suns hilariously took at pick number 10 two years ago, they've declined his third-year rookie option. That is a disastrous pick. Absolute disaster, considering Tyrese Halliburton was sitting there. Just a horrendous pick at the time. Like I didn't like that pick. I didn't like when they picked Cameron Johnson. People still seem to think that Cameron Johnson pick was pretty good. I don't particularly like it. Still, I think Cameron Johnson is fine, but I think his value is significantly overrated. But the Jalen Smith one, there is not one person who can defend that pick. That was a horrendous pick. And now his third-year rookie option has been declined, which you just really don't see happen very often at all. All right, let's go to the last game of the night. What a weird one. This was the Rockets with a furious late-game flurry get back into it on the back of some Jalen Green shots to lose only by two to the Lakers, 119-117. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, his value has been all over the place. He was great here. 35 minutes, 20 points, two threes, a steal and two blocks. Didn't take any free throws, was 60 from the field, but he's so all over the shop. I guess it does help that both Daniel House and Eric Gordon were out. And when they come back, I'm a little concerned about where the minutes go because someone like KJ Martin is pushing for a ton of minutes as well. KJ had 14 in 28 minutes with four rebounds and three assists. I'm watching him while it was the first start of Alperen Sengun's career. It didn't go particularly well. 6-4-4 on 43% shooting. Now, people are going to be like, they're going to hate him. I'm telling you, I'm already getting it now. Mate, why do you like this guy? He's dreadful. He's so stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, Just hold him. That's what I would recommend. I think he's going to be good. It was his first start. He's been good literally every other game apart from this one. The steals that he'd been getting were obviously inflated. Like, he was never going to maintain that. But he is good. So just hold on. Cousin Kev had 11 points on 13 shots, which is pretty standard. But he did have five rebounds, eight assists, four steals, and a block. Now, the four steals and a block are a fluke. He doesn't get those that often. But it was at least good to provide some other value. While Christian Wood, I thought he might have figured the free throws out. One of five here, one of seven last game. That is That just kills it. It just kills your value. And he's basically a punt guy now. Jalen Green started out red hot disappeared, and then got red hot at the end. 24 points with five threes and five assists. Again, this is why you hold him. I know he's outside the top 170, but that's why you hold him. It is going to come good. I feel pretty confident about that. So don't do anything silly and drop him. Now, they were without Eric Gordon, who had um, nausea. That's why he didn't play. And then Daniel House was out as well, and Daniel Tice was out. So some of these minutes for guys like Shengun and Martin and Tate, I do think that that is going to drop off. Well, for the Lakers, LeBron James... It's a fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. 30 points, 10 assists, hit both his free throws is probably the biggest miracle here. Well, Anthony Davis, now apparently he can't hit free throws either. 27 and 9, two steals and three blocks, but just five of eight from the line. Him missing free throws now. He used to be an 80% guy. The fact that he's so bad at this is unbelievably confusing. And speaking of missing free throws, Russell Westbrook hit them. Big game from Russ as well. 27, 9, and 7, 7 of 8 from the line and 48 from the field. You cannot ask for anything more from Russell Westbrook. He's not going to hit threes. He didn't do that here. He only had three turnovers, less than Davis and LeBron. A really good Russ game. Mallow, we knew it wasn't going to continue. It didn't, but the three-point shooting and shooting in general did. 15 points on 67%. Three threes, but those insane defensive stats were absent, and he had two rebounds and one assist. I do not believe that Carmelo Anthony is going to remain a top 75 player where he currently is. That's why I had him on the sell-high show. 
Don Ray Jordan had nine boards, but he's dreadful. While Bazemore had seven points and two steals, and Avery Bradley did Avery Bradley things, and by that I mean he had two points in 29 minutes, and he will not continue to start when Howard comes back, and Allington, and Ariza, and Nunn, and Horton Tucker. A lot of guys out here, so a lot of things are going to change for some of these back-end guys like Bazemore and Jordan and Bradley and Monk and those sort of players on the Lakers. But good for them to squeak that out, although if you're the Lakers, you don't want one of the worst teams in the NBA making a furious comeback and getting towards a Kevin Porter three on the buzzer, which had it gone in, you would have lost. You don't want to be in that sort of situation, but you know, you got out of it. Here are the top 10 players for nine category leagues for today, if I can find what I'm looking at. Yes. Giannis was at number one, Chris Paul at number two, LeBron at three, Valanchunas at four, Lowry at five, Jim Butler six, Donovan Mitchell, he was at seven, Gobert at eight, Frank Kaminsky, yeah, at nine, and Mike Conley at ten. Three jazz guys all uh, right next to each other there. The top ten players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Kaminsky, don't think he's worth a pickup. Crowder, he's a streamer. Temple, I wouldn't worry with it. Connaughton, short term. Harkless, deeper league. KJ Martin, absolute watch. JaVale McGee, watch that along with Kaminsky. Um, Jordan Wara, no thanks. Justin Robinson, also no thanks. And Thanasa Santorokumpo, triple no thanks. Those three Bucks guys at the end, they're going to have no value once everyone else ends up coming back. And then the top 10 players in points leagues, Giannis, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Christian Wood, Chris Paul, Jim Butler, Rudy Gobert, Russell Westbrook, and Jonas Valanciunas. That will do it. For today's show, guys, don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app on YouTube. Drop a thumbs up down the bottom. Leave your comments, your Watfos in there as well. Always want to see that. Um, and tell your friends, share it, subscribe, notification bell. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.